first principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Masterminders, welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Demetrius Harmon in the house, aka founder of Harmon Financial Coaching. He helps busy professionals with budgeting and building wealth, and also he became debt free over $32,000 in five months. Demetrius, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tolo. It's a blessing to be here. Big time, man. And we were just chopping it up a little bit even before the podcast began. Like, we, we see in our community. Uh, there's so much explosion of like entrepreneurial activities and you know people are really just very creative and they're monetizing and you know all these things but it, it still feels like nobody's really talking about finances or like how to be smart about finances or how to uh, secure a better future or like what are the strategies to do so everybody's strategies is like oh how to get money quick but nobody's strategies is like, okay, once you do get that money, what what do you do with it? So we're excited to have you here. Um, but tell us about kind of like what got you interested in money and kind of like being smarter about it. Yeah. First and foremost, I got to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for being here. This is a, Without him, none of this would be possible. Um, so that's first and foremost, I got to say that. And secondly, Amen. Well, God, definitely. Well, what got me into personal finances is um, one of my favorite money quotes is um, money isn't everything, but everything needs money. Oof. So if you want to adopt a child, you have to have money. If you want to build a church, you have to have money. If you don't have money, you better know someone who does. Mm. Uh, if you want to, if you need a, if you want to have a surrogate, someone is going to have your child for you. You have to pay her money. This everything needs money. So it's so interesting because we spend money every single day, but yet it's taboo to talk about it. Isn't that so strange? Something we do every day, but yet people get uncomfortable when you start talking about it. And and it's crazy because this is, you know, everyday stuff, you know, going to get gas, groceries, going to get a haircut, uh, providing for your family. You're going to need money. But the minute somebody starts asking you about your savings and and how much you make, people get real uncomfortable. So for me, I've always wanted to, um, I come from humble beginnings and uh, I always told myself that I was gonna have money. Um, and I said, you know what, I gotta learn about it. And I started small, mm. but just over a period of time, just stacking those habits every single day, just trying to learn more and more about it. And the, the great things that my mom taught me, I come from a single parent home, and she taught me, you know, stay away from debt. I, I watched my mom uh, budget every single Friday. Old school, she, uh, she was balancing her checkbook every Friday. She never missed a beat. I would come in the kitchen. She would say, Demetrius, leave me alone right now. I'm paying bills. I'm balancing that checkbook. I know what that meant. That go, it meant going in a room and sit down somewhere. And those things, the watching her do that, I was like, man. So she equipped me with some great tools, and then I just took it from there. Incredible. What what do you think it is about money that people seem to kind of like uh, there's conversations that are surface level, but nobody goes deep and like penetrates the, you know, like inner waters of like uh, money and what it means. Like, why do you think that is? It's like our whole world is ruled by money, but few people have conversations that are like very intricate or new uh deep on the subject mm -hmm. so one of the first thing i learned about financial coaching is especially when you don't have money there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that mm. so when you don't have money or you made a lot of money mistakes which all of us have right 
Uh, we've all made some money mistakes, but it's a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that. So when you start talking about that, you're starting to like open up some old wounds that they don't want to talk about and it makes them feel less than. So, you know, they're like, yeah, I would rather, like people would honestly lie. They would rather lie about their financial situation or just completely gloss over it because they don't want to deal with that guilt and shame. And money is the one thing that seems to escape a lot of people. Wow. It, it just does. It, it escapes a lot of people. I mean, all, all across the board, it's not a, it's not an ethnicity or a color thing. It's so many professional athletes, musicians, uh, you know, real estate guys, they lost it all. So right. why is that? It's, it's because, and we're going to get into that because they don't know the basics. They don't know the basics and it comes with humility to say, hey, um, hey, I, I need help with my budget. I seem to be making money, but I don't know where it's going. And who wants to sign up and say that? Very few people, right? Yeah. So, like I said, that guilt and shame kills them. Incredible. And you're so right about, you know, we, we see these celebrities, you know, NBA megastars and, you know, all like soup like rat and three years four years down the line all of a sudden you know they they got to work at wendy's or they're down to their last you know fifty thousand dollars or they're broke or you know they're pointing the finger at the establishment for you know not teaching them why is it that these guys that like they get paid millions or like these people that they literally have money thrown at them why is it that in a little bit they all tend to, not all of them, but we see this common pattern of, oh, I don't know what happened to the money or I'm broke now. Yeah, the big thing is it's your behavior. It's your money habits. So we've all seen the stats on when you win the lottery, 70 to 80% of the time, three to four years after they win a lottery, this is over a million dollars. They file for bankruptcy. Why is that? Because their habits haven't changed. They don't need more money they need new habits so what happens is your habits haven't changed but your financial situation has well we know what happens when you when it was something like that changes and you don't change now you've created a, a gap it's just like you if you were to have kids or if you have kids the the uh, you can't be that same guy that you were when you didn't have kids you just, it just doesn't work out it's the same way with money now that you've received that money, your habits have to change. You cannot go to your local, um, you know, your local store anymore and, and cash a check. Those checks got a lot more zeros there now. They don't know how to say no. They, they've already, they were already had a big heart. They feel they owe someone something. So they've, they've always been giving, but they don't know how to say no with it, you know, with in moderation. So uh, I love what David Box said, the owner of, I mean, the, the author of uh, Latte Factor. He said, you don't need new money, you need new habits. And when I heard that, I said, oh, man. And we see these guys, we see them, and you're just like, why are you, like, you hear about them. And you're like, oh, the story starts off with, they were, it was 3 a.m., and he was going down the interstate. And I said, I know where this is going already. If, it's, if you're a professional athlete, you can't, you shouldn't be up at 3 a.m., you should be recovering. You should be getting ready for film study. You should be getting ready for the game. Am I lying? No. Nope. So their habits haven't changed, and that will sink the ship every single time. So with me, I focus on the basics. If you focus on the basics, living on less than you make, monitoring your money, aka you know budgeting your money. Budgeting isn't restrictive. You know, making sure you invest. So you can make money while you sleep. Warren Buffett said it. If you don't learn how to make money while you sleep, then you'll work until you die. And then also understanding that I have to move differently. And they don't move differently. They still got their friends around. They, uh, they still have this, this aura about them where I'm like, you're not in high school no more. You're a grown man now. They say, oh, I don't have time because of an off season. Uh, I, I, I got um, to make sure I lift weights. Well, the NFL stands for not for long. That's what we joke around, right? Ooh. We know it stands for the National Football League, but the running yeah. joke is not for long. So it would behoove <laughs> them to get those finances in order because you're only, you're only going to lift weights and train 
for a solid five years or less, and you're out of the league. That's right. It's a so young man's your, your careers are dropping a bucket, but that finances, those money, that money that you just made, that can last your lifetime. So you better work on uh, those habits. So let's say Demetrius, you signed to the Giants, New York Giants, right? You first year, you got a, a $12.3 million contract, right? The knowledge that you have now, what would be your immediate steps in securing your financial future? How would you go about pitting that $12.3 million uh, capital to deployment? Absolutely. First and foremost, I'm buying a house for cash. Um, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm not I'm not doing payments. Um, I'm, I'm buying it for cash. I want to own it, own it free and clear. So I'm buying a house for cash. That's a house that my family can live in. I'm happily married with two kids. So guess what? Uh, everybody has a roof over their head. My mom, uh, everybody, they can come and stay there if they want to. So I'm buying a house for cash. I already have a financial advisor if I didn't have one. I will be diligent in finding one. It's no shame in having a financial advisor. I don't cut my own hair. You don't pull your own, you don't clean your, you know, you clean your teeth to the best of your ability, but you go to the dentist to get your cavities uh, filled or anything like that. So I would go get a professional. I'm not giving anybody access to my money. My financial advisor now, I love him to death, but he understands he works for me. Um, so no, you're not having access to my money, but yeah, I'm definitely going to get some professional help. And then I'm just going to invest. Um, it's not hard, you know, S and P 500, you know, put it into the market. You don't have to sit there and read all the 10 K reports and things like that. I'm familiar with that. I know how to read uh, a lot of that stuff. I'm not an expert, but I, I know enough. Um, and guess what? I'm investing. I am investing. I'm making that money work for me. So when I'm on the beach with my wife and kids, my money is still running around for me. And that's where they go wrong. And they try to, you know, they open up a steakhouse or they invest into a solar uh, a solar investment. Do you know anything about solar? No. Sit down. Why are you investing in that? You've never <laughs> ran a restaurant, so why are you investing into a steakhouse? Invest in the whole market, S&P 500, and... Um, course i would give some and that would be it and i i i would be very confident in saying i would not be broke uh after my playing career is over with incredible now for the majority of us that don't have a 12.3 million dollar contract from uh new york giants but with this like everyday you know busy professionals you know people working a nine-to-five or you know trying to get into the world of entrepreneurship a lot of times people like that say well i don't necessarily have the time to sit down and and budget and it feels like i get the money but it just flows through my hands and bills and you know other expenses kind of immediately just you know take most of what i have so why should i even budget or like you know what's the point of me even trying to um set aside time and you know structure something so those people that have that kind of mindset, how do you uh, kind of like work on their um, behavior or their mindset so that you can kind of uh, guide them in a better direction? Man, that's an awesome question because my slogan is change your mindset, grow your money. <laughs> if your mindset doesn't change, you might as well forget about it. Your mindset has to change. So what I do is I talk to them and I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, – I'm very loving with them, but I'm also very serious. And I'm like, hey, how has that worked out for you thus far? Mm. And I'm not being mean. I'm just I'm just asking a, a, a real question. So I talk to them and say, you have time. You just haven't made it a priority. For example, if you start budgeting your money, you will start to see you start. You can see the holes in your budget. So I always tell people you can't grow your numbers if you don't know your numbers. Wow. So. I can't take you serious and say you're trying to build wealth if you don't know your numbers. So I say, well, let's look at a budget. Let's let's whatever it's term they want to use. I call it a budget. Some people call it a spending plan. I like the term budget. So here's the thing. I said, let's get to know your numbers. Let's let's find out what's coming in and what's going out. You know, the, the crazy thing about money is a lot of it is simple. And that's what I focus on. I focus on the basics but I'm mm. not a basic coach. You see what I did there? <laughs> so I focus <laughs> on the basics. 
money only flows two ways. It flows in and it flows out. So mm. let's look at these subscriptions. Let's look at this stuff. Like for me, for example, my wife and I, we got out of that in 2018. We got rid of our cable. I don't have any cable. I don't have any Netflix. I don't have any of that stuff. So that time that they're wasting watching Netflix, I said, hey, let's sit down and do a budget. You, you do it for the first time. It's going to be a little rough. It takes about three months on average to, to figure out a budget. I tell people a budget is more like a crock pot instead of a microwave. Oof. And you got to let that thing cook, slow cook it. You put it to put the meat, you put the potatoes in there, you go to work, you come back and it's done, right? But you've been gone all day, so give it some time. And I would tell them the last thing I would say is, can you afford not to budget? Because if you are saying, uh, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I would tell them, I would challenge them and say, if you can't budget your money now, what happens when it's time to, to go into retirement? A lot of people like to call it uh, work optional. So mm. it's funny how people somehow think that they, they, they haven't, they've been bad at, at their finances their whole entire life. And then all of a sudden, now they're going to go into retirement where typically you make less money. What do you think is going to happen? You're in trouble now. Exactly. You've been bad. You've been bad at your finance for 45 years. So now all of a sudden, now it's just 65. You're going to be good at it. I don't think so. They better start now. Incredible. What do you think are the characteristics that you've seen or from the books that you've read of people that are really, really good at um, making their money work for them? and not ending up in positions of poverty or lack or, you know, being at the uh, other, other, other end of the stick. Mm, absolutely. So there's a couple of things. Uh, discipline, first and foremost. You have to be disciplined. Um, I post on my Instagram a lot, no discipline, no well. If you don't have discipline, it's, it's over with for you. You have to be able to say, you know what? I got to have this delayed gratification. I got to be able to say no to myself, no to my friends, no to my family. And if you don't have that discipline, what's going to happen is you're going to always fall short. This is an example I always use. So I tell people, think of me as a person training for your money. I get your money in mm. shape, right? So when you go to the gym in January, right, the gyms are packed. The That's gym right. is packed. Everybody has... Um, uh, a New Year's resolution. I want to use. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to lose X amount of this. I want to get in shape. I want a six pack. So the motivation is there, right? So the motivation is there, but something happens depending on what you look at. Uh, most people will tell you January nineteenth. Do you know what that January nineteenth is for uh, around the world, Tolo? Was that Boxing Day or something like that? Uh, January nineteenth is. Uh, for most people around the world, it's known as quitting day. That's when most people have already abandoned their New Year's resolutions. So they were motivated for 19 days, not quite three weeks. So what happened? They didn't have mm. the discipline. You got to be able to go to the gym even when you're tired, even when you don't feel like it. Just get on the treadmill and start walking. Exactly. You'll eventually start to sweat. So you got to have that discipline with your finances as well. You got to say, you know what? I really want to go to Miami, but right now is not a good time. So I got to stay down until I come up. Mm -hmm. And I think we're not really taught like that. Like, oh, stay down or like, this isn't, it's like, nah, man, just, just wing it. Just, just go ahead, just do it. And, uh, you, you, and, uh, I, I think it's not necessarily the best way to, to go about now especially in our community you know there's often a stigma you know broke busted and got no job and, and went to school for those that are they're like barely scraping by you know like hey you know I, I'm just making just enough to keep my head above water all this financial talk you talking about Dimitri like I well, that ain't for me. Like, it's definitely not for me. How do you talk to those people? How do you reason with those individuals so that they can instill uh, habits and make decisions to position themselves, you know, better in the future? 
Absolutely. So first thing I, I think of is, is my mom. I grew up in a single parent home. Uh, we did not make a lot of money. Uh, by the grace of God, we never missed any meals. I want to be clear. I wasn't going to sleep hungry. I'm not trying to over dramatize this thing. It's not trying, not trying to be dramatic. Just, just, you know, just stating the fact. So we did, we did not make, uh, my mom did not make a lot of money. So she raised me and my brother, uh, like I said, single parent home and you have to learn how to be the master of the money that you are making right now. I'm gonna say this again. You have to be the master of the money, of that the money that you're making right now. So what I mean by that, if you can't manage 20K a year, what makes you think you're gonna be able to manage 50K a year? You won't. You gotta be the master of your money. So get to know that 20K inside and out. They get to know that that's what that's what my mom did. She she became the master of her money. It wasn't a lot, but she knew where every penny was going. So if you're not managing that money that you're making, even though it's a little bit, you don't need any more money. So let's say that you own the barbershop and you had a runner, right? And he's the guy that sweeps the floor and he goes and gets the food for the barbers and you guys pay him five, ten dollars a day, right? And you say, Hey, you know, let's, let's call his name. Let's say his name is Brandon, right? And you say, hey, Brandon, can you go get me a number one um, from Chick-fil-A? And you give him $20. So he goes across the street. He gets the number one. He comes back. Half of the sandwich is gone. He's dug into your fries. The lemonade is, he's going oh like, my God. he's already Come drank. The ha- and he didn't what give you, you your doing, Brandon? Back. Yeah. And he didn't give you a change back. Would you give him another $20? Never. <laughs> of course not, right? Because he has shown you that he can't manage twenty dollars. Would you, why would you give him two hundred? So I would mm. tell that person, manage what your ha- what you have. Be be the master of that money, because if you can manage less, you can manage more. I think what what the uh, the Bible says that. Uh... Something uh, if you're diligent over little, yep. he will open up uh, more mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, um, another another way of looking at it is it, it tells you uh, it's this is not regarding money, but it's just talking about understanding the big and small. The scripture tells you he who can manage, uh, yeah, he who can be trusted with a little can be trusted yeah, with a lot. With a lot. He who can exactly. be trusted with a lot can be trusted with a little. If a janitor has the kitchen has the cafeteria sparkling the floor is immaculate when those kids walk out of there he cleans it up it's no trash the floor is 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 glistening right he wipes down all the tables believe it or not if you put him in charge of something bigger what do you think he's gonna do he's gonna have that shining as well because he has shown you that he can manage what he's already doing he already has a handle on a cafeteria you notice a lot of times you know that you know that one janitor at, the, at an establishment, don't you? You know that one janitor at your school. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we had a janitor. Uh, his name was, uh, uh, I believe his name was Mr. Bird. And uh, that man was at work every day, every single day. Uh, if you told him to, to, to organize the mailroom, there's no doubt in my mind he would have that mailroom immaculate. Why? Because he's shown us that he can be trusted with a little, therefore he can be trusted with a lot. Incredible. When you're working with your clients, what is a common pattern in terms of like maybe a mental block that you notice within them that you're like, okay, I have to adjust this or I have to tweak or I have to help them overcome it that you're noticing is like, wow, like I'm I'm seeing a lot of people with this type of uh, mental block. Yeah, there's a couple of things uh, and I, I I wanna rattle some of them off. The first thing I notice is they're um, they're comfortable with not knowing their numbers, so they're just their money's all over the place. So one of the first things I do is I with my clients I have them look through three months of their bank statements. So how how it works is I'll I'll literally take you through the process real quick. We're gonna do a a, a free thirty minute consultation. Um, find out if I'm the coach for you, because as you know, in business, everybody can't be your client, and they got to find out if I'm if if I'm if I can coach them, and if and if I want them as a customer, right? So it's mm-hmm. a it's a it has to be a mutual thing. 
So we do a consultation, then we find out that um, they want to work with me and I send them um, basically a financial snapshot and that just to find out, you know, how much debt you have, things of that nature, find out some quick information on them and then we go from there. And then once we, when we first start, one of your first assignments is you're going to look through three months of your bank statements and I want you to make a list of all your wants and all your needs and you will find more times than not the wants completely outweigh the needs and you say well that was one month let's look at the second month let's look at the third month and they start to see like man i'm reckless with my money mm. so they don't have control of their money um and if you don't have control of your money that means that number one someone could easily steal something from you right that's how that's how a lot of celebrities lose their money because they say oh uh, the check was cash but they didn't they knew it was they knew it was like seven million that was taken out, but they don't know who took it out, right? So they're they're not tracking their money. So that's number number one thing. Their their money is all over the place. Therefore, they ended up with nothing. Um, I love what um, John Maxwell said. He said uh, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Wow. Um, the second thing is their their overall mindset when it comes to debt because they've been so conditioned to to just you know uh swipe their card and studies show that you spend more money when you swipe your card like it's not my opinion it's not your opinion this is this is the facts the, the facts show that when you swipe your card it doesn't really register in your mind that you just spent money so mm. for example you look at amazon right there's a reason why Amazon is killing the game. They're killing the game for multiple reasons. Number one, they're in so many different sectors regarding investing. They're in consumer, they're in consumer staples, they're in tech, you name it. They they they're killing it, right? But also that Amazon Prime was a game changer. So what he did was he figured out if I can get them to put it in the cart and then hit hit send or whatever button it is, buy and it can just show up at your doorstep sometimes the same day. Uh, he knew he, he, he had hit the jackpot then. So what happens is um, you don't feel like you just spent money. Um, for, the, for, for the listeners out there, that's called friction. Friction is what the business does to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So for example, when you go to a restaurant and the line is long, that means two things. Number one, the food is good, right? But but number two, that means the line is long, so we gotta we gotta assess the situation. Me and Tolo, you and I, we're like, man, we're hungry. So we gotta ask ourselves, yeah. do we really want to wait in this line? And if it's taking too long, what are we gonna do? We're gonna leave. Yep. <laughs> we're gonna walk away. So that's friction. Friction. You want to keep the friction low. So when you're at Amazon, you don't feel like you just spent any money. The same goes for a credit card to bring it full circle. So they're, they're, they're comfortable mm. with swiping their card and they're spending more money. If you go out with your friends and, and get some food and some drinks and you don't use cash and I came and I just, I, I caught you before you going in the house. I say, hey, what's up, Tolu? How much money did you spend? I guarantee you won't be able to tell me. <laughs> guarantee. That's it. right. But wait, but, but if you had a Benjamin Franklin and you laid that thing down or you, or you had a, you had a Hamilton, you had a Grant, and you laid it down on the table. You know, you felt pain. You felt pain letting go of that $100 bill. You felt pain when that $50 bill left your hand. So you know that you just spent $50. So their mindset with debt is, uh, I don't know my finances, and I'm just going to swipe my card. That's that's a recipe for a disaster. Um, wow. So those are the two big things. And, and, and one last thing I would say is that when they, the way that they approach their finances is I've learned through experience that between the ages of like, let's depend on how, how your work, how your work career is, but let's just say a, a nice number of 15, between the ages of 15 and 21, 15 and 22, those are those sweet spot years where a lot of people aren't far off from where they were financially um, as they were when they were kids. Mm. I'm, I'm going to say this again. They're not very far off from where they were from when they were 21, even though they're 30 now. They still have a lot of those same habits. 
and you're looking at it and you're saying, huh, okay, uh, why are you doing this? Oh, this is how I've always done it. Well, that's not that. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense, right? It's kind of like insurance. You had a, you had renter's insurance, and then you bought a house. Well, Tola, you got to change your insurance now. You got a bigger asset that you got to protect. Oh, I, I thought right. I could just have. No, you can't just have. You gotta get. You gotta get real big boy insurance now. So getting getting them out of that 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 first stage that they learn whatever whatever habits they picked up in the earlier years getting them to break that and then graduate into you know the more intentional lifestyle incredible um when we see how you know and, and this is something that's that's really interesting right how we talk to each other about money right you know the Hey, yeah, you know, man, you know, I just, you know, made like, man, I just made like 5G, man. Like, you know, the when you hear two people talking to each other about money, does that tell you how they think about money or how they behave about money? Like, so when two people are talking and you see it all the time, oh, man, I just hit the lick, man. Like, you know, I just, I just made five bands or I just, you know, got a bonus from my, my job. You know, we... It's like, it's cool to talk about getting the money, you know, like, oh man, congratulations, man, you know, more power to you. But then, you know, there's no real, like, underneath talk about that. So how do you think people should talk to each other about money? Like, how should we change our conversations when we talk to other people about money? Absolutely. I think that, uh, so when we talk about money, we should be talking and in three buckets, what I call the three buckets, BSL, build, sustain, legacy, build, sustain, legacy. And if it doesn't fall into those three buckets, you shouldn't be doing it. So what do I mean by that? When you, if, if you've ever seen a, a really nice estate before, right? Someone built that, right? Whether it's Tyler Perry's home or whoever, it's, it's a thing of beauty, especially that bird's right. eye view. It's beautiful, man. You ever seen Shaq's house before? It's a thing of beauty. Somebody clearly built that. Now, on the flip side, you ever seen an estate that, that, that was foreclosed? The fountain doesn't work anymore. The water's green. It's got algae everywhere. The grass is taller than the house. It needs to be power washed. So they weren't able to sustain that house. You with me? Mm. And then the legacy aspect, longevity. What will your financial legacy be? If if the good Lord called you home today, what will they remember you by? Are you going to have a bunch of handshake deals that your family has to clean up? Tolu told me he was going to help me open up a barbershop. Uh, your family's grieving right now. They don't want to deal with that. So your financial legacy has to be clean. And mm. when you... When you die, I, this is how I look at it. When you die, I poor. Uh, it's just sad to say, but it's the truth. Poor people leave behind a burden Oof. when they die. When you're wealth, when you're wealthy, you leave behind blessings. I mm. want to leave behind blessings for my kids. I want them to grieve my death, but but fall asleep on a pile of money, so to speak. Incredible. So the build sustain legacy bsl so if i hear them saying oh man i, I just made i just five, i just made five grand all right no they're they're about to blow it because wealth is quiet Oosh. wealth is quiet rich, rich is flashy poor is loud incredible and uh you're so right uh one of my mentors who's uh also my business partner this guy owns real estate in Philly like crazy, multi, multi-millionaire. And uh, if you see him, you might actually tell him to go park the car. Like you <laughs> might tell him like, hey man, like uh, bring the secretary over here. Like, you know, like this, this nothing regular clothes and like, you know, this very conservative and like, Nothing like no Balenciaga or Prada or Gucci or nothing like that. Some like new balances from like years ago. Like, and I remember one day he pulled up 
you know, his stocks, and he was just showing me like four hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars invested in Amazon, Apple, like seven hundred and something thousand dollars invested in Apple. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm like, <laughs> oh snap! And you see people get a little bit of money, and all of a sudden, G wagon truck and Gucci and you know X Y Z and just like making it look like the money was just printing on and it's such a bad example because what it does is that it teaches other people that oh as soon as you get a little bit of money man you gotta make it look like you just came out of the 50 cent music video man like you know just bad habits and it's like we live in a culture whereby a lot of bad habits are perpetuated and really taught and ingrained into the subconscious and psyche of um the, the masses so and especially in our culture that you know is like a little bit more urban and you know hip-hop-ish and you know this not as um not that we aren't but i think we we're still developing in terms of our sophistication and our understanding of the world that we live in especially when it comes to um economics and, and the way economics work um you've mentioned something a couple of times and that's legacy and to me, it kind of seems like, you, you know, and you said something that was so powerful. You said that, you know, you don't want to leave uh, burdens when you're gone. You want to leave blessings. And, you know, even though you want your uh, children to grief, you want them to be able to lay their head on a pile of cash. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about how you plan on doing that. Or maybe clients that come to you and they're like, hey, look, D, we're, we're trying to figure this thing out. We, we got some money, but we don't necessarily have a tight lid on it. But we're older, you know, we, we want to um, leave behind something for our kids, kids. You know, and the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Um, how how would you, or even yourself, how, how would you go about putting together that type of structure or um, planning that type of uh, reality? Absolutely. So uh, the same way I, I did for myself, the same way I would, I would tell them. So... The, the, someone says, hey, uh, what is some financial advice that you give right off the top of your head? First thing I would say, it's not related to money. I would say, number one, get a will. So the numbers, depending on where you look, there, there's this raging debate throughout the, the financial community. Some some people will tell you 80% of Americans don't have a will. Some people wow. say 40%. I feel like the number is somewhere in between, right? That's typically how it works. So let's just say, let's just for, for, for scenario sake, let's say half of the American population doesn't have a will. So what that means is you're going to die and it's going to be left to the, the state that you live in. Um, and when you die uh, without a will, um, you are leaving behind a mess. So what happens is I tell people, number one, get a will. It's really simple. It doesn't, especially black people, black people are like the most uh, most superstitious creatures on earth like uh, don't split that pole you're gonna have bad luck i just i just saw a spider a white spider and that means we're gonna see a police officer like all this dumb stuff right i'm just calling exactly. it what it is i grew up in that country so i heard i heard it all growing up i grew up exactly. right across the street from fields and woods and i can tell you all about farming if you ever have any questions <laughs> so i heard it all growing up man and people think that oh if i get a will that means they're gonna die tomorrow no that just means my parents uh, are like yeah, that. They, yeah, see? I was like, y'all need to get a will. And like, it was like, <laughs> get a will? You mean you want us to die right now? Like, don't you know when you're doing something like that, you pitting it into the future and nah, we're not going to write our own death. I mean, you know, da, da, da. I was like, man, like. Y'all don't understand. Yeah, <sighs> I would love to talk to them. Let me know. We, we So here's the thing. Get a, Number one, get a will, right? So when you die uh, without a will, I believe it's called... Uh, uh, at a test state, um, uh, I might be pronouncing it wrong, but it basically means it is left up to the state now. And it, and if you look at throughout your state, you said you live in Philly? Oh, Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Okay, cool. So guess what? When you're riding down the street and you see potholes and you see them working on the interstate for the last five or six, seven, eight, nine weeks, those same people are going to be in charge of divvying up your assets. If they can't Sheesh. fill a pothole, why why do you think they're going to be efficient in giving the people that you want 
the, the actual right stuff, right? You with me? So Incredible. get a will, and all they do is read the will. It's already signed, and boom, you leave X, Y, Z to this person, that person. It's nothing else to talk about. That's number one. Number two, get term life insurance. Get mm. term life insurance. I know there's a huge debate between, you know, there's a, there's there's a lot of junk out there that's going around right now, and they're, and they're combining. Uh, this is just my opinion. Uh, I, 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 everybody's free to disagree with me. We can have a conversation. At least the conversation is being had. But I'm sure you heard of, you know, infinite banking and yep. and whole life and all that. I keep all that stuff separate. Get a term life insurance policy. You're healthy and strong. Man, you can leave your family a million dollars easy for, for the price that's less than a cable bill. Incredible. Seriously. And it's cash and and it's tax free. It's tax free. You can leave your family a million dollars, a cool mill for like fifty seven dollars a month. That's well worth it. So you get a will and then you get term life insurance. Now your family is set up. They can go ahead and pay the house off if it's not already paid off. And again, what did I say before? They can grieve. Pick a struggle. Don't have your family grieving and struggling financially. That's a double mm. whammy. That's a double whammy. And especially men. Men, we got to grow up and be more responsible. Uh, you look at three married couples, and and two out of three of those married couples, two out of three of those men are going to die before their wife. It's just how it is. So men got to be responsible. Women as well, but I'm just saying, men, we got to be responsible as well. So get that will in place. To protect your assets, protect your family, and get that term life insurance policy because the term life insurance is telling your family one last time, I love you. That's what you're telling me. And then I get into the financial advice. (laughs) Incredible. Um, There's this powerful movement that is uh, sweeping the entire country and even parts of the world. It's called FIRE. Uh, I think it's financial independent. Uh, retire early mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of this fat fire slim fire um <laughs> yeah, yeah they're Bar- just barista you know, barista fire yeah. barista yeah and uh what are your thoughts or can you explain fire for those that don't know what it is out there and like what are your thoughts on uh, applying any of the uh methodologies or even like just taking any strategies or techniques from uh the, the I think somebody coined it and it's kind of like caught on fire. No pun <laughs> yeah. intended. <laughs> I know, right? So here's the thing. Uh, first and foremost, um, I think the fire movement is great. Um, you, you like anything else, you got to learn about it. I think it's awesome because again, the conversation is being had. I think there's more, uh, there's more diamonds in having a conversation than there is harm. Meaning, I think I think more greatness is going to come out of having conversations and even disagreements than 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 um, than bad stuff. Because if you don't have the knowledge, like the season that I'm in in my life right now, um, it's really coming down to information and execution. Mm. I need the information. Let me know. I need to learn about it, and now I need to go out there and execute on it. So I need the information. If I tell you it's going to rain all day. And then you walk out there in shorts and a t-shirt, then you're going to get rained on. You're going to be cold and it's going to be wet, right? Mm-hmm. But you had the information. That was on you. You didn't bring the umbrella. You didn't put on mm-hmm. the rain boots. So, so you didn't execute on information. So the fire community is awesome because there's an exchange of ideals and people are talking. I'm putting away 35%. I'm putting away 40%. i am putting away 50 I'm only doing I'm only doing 20 and so the conversations had so I love that that people are talking about finance and they're getting comfortable there's blogs about it there's uh there's so many people uh on podcasts talking about it so I love the I love the fire community so what the fire community is like he said financially independent retire early I want to I want to put this out retire doesn't mean there's the biggest misconception with the fire community is people think you're going to stop working at at 40 for example so they're like what are you going to do are you going to stop working at 40 you're going to get fat there's only so much golfing there's only so much fishing like breathe 
that means they didn't do their research. What it means is that you're no longer doing something that maybe you didn't want to do in the first mm. place, but it, 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 you paid those bills. Maybe you're working for a corporate job, whatever the case may be. Now you're transitioning from doing that particular job and now you're doing something else. And now you're working with someone or a group of people that you really want to work with, doing the work that you really want to do. Because we talk a lot about money, but really what we're, what most people can't articulate it, really what we're chasing is the time. We're chasing, we're chasing the freedom to wake up when we want to. We're chasing the freedom to say, you know what? I'm going to Miami. I'm going. I'm going to Sunny Isles, Florida. I'm going. To, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to stay at the Aquilina for four days with my with my wife and kids, just out of nowhere. So that's what we're really chasing the freedom and the fire community. That's what they're after. They're not exactly. trying to wait until 65 to enjoy their life. The the numbers tell you, on average, you you retire at 65. Do you know most people die 10 years after they retire? Men, Jeez. for example. Men, for example, the average man, roughly around 75. Now, we all know people who have lived well past that. So we understand averages, right? That means it could be it could be more, it could be less. But my point That's is, right. on average, they die at 75. So let me get it straight. You want me to retire at 65 and then enjoy my life for 10 years and then that's it? I don't think so. So... The fire community is great. I think more conversation needs to be had. And I think that um, it's something that's not going anywhere at all because now, slowly but surely, people are waking up. And, and, right. and the last point is this. I love that the fire community is saying, I'm going to square my shoulders. I'm going to face the wind and rain for the next 15 years, get this work done, hold my nose, and get through it so I can come out on the other side. And that, on that other side is greatness. So they have the ability to be patient. That's key. That's another key to wealth. If you're not patient, you're going to blow it. You got to have the patience of a sniper. You got to sit there and wait to the right moment. You got to wait and wait. And I don't care if a fly is biting you and a gnat is buzzing around. You got to be laser focused and you wait to take that, that, that right shot. And boom, you got it. So the fire community is saying, we got patience. We're, we're, we're going to be here for the next 12 years, and then we're gone. So that's how they're able to win financially. Incredible. Um, and it's making that sacrifice, you know, because yep. I, I read some stories about they just, like, the bit, hey, this is the shoes, wear the shoes for 15 years. Tail <laughs> on the left side, got the patch on it, just wear it like that. And... It makes sense, like man, like a lot of the stuff that we blow money on, when you look back at it, it was it's like, come on, man, like that. It didn't amount to anything, like you know, thrown into the red shield bag for donation, or you know, rotten somewhere, or you know, thrown into a corner after a couple years, forgotten. Even these clothes and things that people would, oh, I gotta have the latest Gucci. You got a stain on it now; it can't be used anymore. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's like you're spending money, but then you're positioning yourself into a life of misery because you're mm. not. It's like you're supposed to reverse engineer and be like, well, this is what I want the future to look like. So what actions do I have to take today to then? It's like, you know, when, when that plane is landing, it's got to you know, adjust its controls and kind of like, you know, knobs and switches so that it can be a, a, as perfect as possible as alignment to hit that runway and like have a smooth landing. So I, I think, you know, a lot of times the same thing is like, we kind of have to like forget everything we've been taught about finances because a lot of it is like, it's garbage. And it's and, trash. Uh, I it's agree. Trash. <laughs> I remember in uh, college, uh, they had these tables pulled out and get these cards and these cards are going to give you, you know, but they never told you the consequences of like how that, you know, impacted your whole um, credit or, you know, your uh, financial future if you don't have a certain type of mindset with using it. So they wouldn't teach you the mindset. 
they would just sell you on the cards so that you know you can you know these companies they want you to rack up these bills so that you know late payments and all kinds of stuff collections uh how can people you know that are looking there saying you know what and i think this is for anybody really that's out there that needs some adjustment that needs some you know tuning up how can they get in contact with you like what's the best way for somebody to to reach out to you and say hey look d uh demetrius i I don't necessarily, you know, know all the answers, but, you know, I do want to get better with my finances. I want to put my uh, family in a better financial position. You know, I just want to make sure that I have things set up correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is um, I'm, uh, you just type in Harmon Financial Coaching across the board. So you type in Harmon Financial Coaching, my website's going to come up, HarmonFinancialCoaching.com. I'm also on Instagram, Harmon, at Harmon Financial Coaching. Um, and then you just you can either send me a DM or you just get on my website and and set up a consultation. I have it laid out for you. Services, uh, you know, consultation on the first page. Uh, you put in the information, so it's really easy to, to uh, get a hold of me. So um, if you want to, if you're serious about your finances and you really are ready, because I I, I want to work with hungry clients. I want to work with clients that are ready. I'm talking, they're ready to, you know, they're, they're fed up. They're sick and tired mm-hmm. of being sick and tired because when they come to me, they're ready. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want a lot of pushback. And, and, and the reason I say that not in a, not in a cocky way at all is because when you put in the work and you know what you're doing, you're like, let, I believe in letting the professionals be the professional, you know? So I want I want those hungry clients and and like I said, easy way to get in touch with me uh, website and uh, Instagram. I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram and you send me a, uh, an email um, through my website. Um, I'll respond typically in 24 hours or less. Awesome guys! So you see it there. You're hearing it straight from the professional financial coach Demetrius. This is something whereby it, it's kind of interesting because. I think everybody needs this to uh, a degree and it's like we know we should be doing better with our money but then we're so busy trying to go get the money and you know life and all kinds of things it's like that car that you know it's operating but then the the bolts are slowly you know uh, loosening and you know some other things in there that are slowly and you don't know because you, hey, it's driving and it's, you know, it's working and it's all good till just like any one of us, you're driving and you see that one car that looks good and it's like stuck on the side road, you know, on the, on the, on the, the, the roadside. And you're like, man, what happened yeah. to that? That look, why is it? And I think it's like that. Well, I think you just need that tune up. You need to like, because we live in a society that. I think everybody's trying to put their hands in your pocket and there's like a lot of strategies and psyche and psychology out there is to kind of not have you, it's like, hey, don't think about the finances. We'll, 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 we'll take care of that, you know, us and our grubby hands. So I think having somebody like D just to be able to like retune and like, you know, put you back on track, put you in position and like have you like rethinking those core solid fundamentals to make sure, look, life ain't no game. You know, you're here once and then you're gone. And uh, there's a lot of things that, and sometimes like, come on, man, something that's $57, a million dollar that's paid out, that's like changing the entire generations. Mm-hmm. That's impacting history, you know, and it's such a small, $57, what is that, like two Chick-fil-A meals? Something like that? Pretty like, much, yeah, especially now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not that much. Yeah. So I think, you know, those are the small, small things that you can do that, you know, you'll be proud of yourself. So, you know, we're going to give you guys direct access. We're going to give you links to his website, to his Instagram. Make sure you go follow him. Make sure like, look, you know, anybody, you yourself that's interested, reach out to D, get started today because look, people, people are not lasting forever. And it's better for you to reach out and be like, look, I, I need help with X, Y, Z so that you can be on the right path. Hey, look, nobody's going to like feel sorry for you because you didn't make, <laughs> they're going to take advantage of you even further. Like, oh, okay, you didn't make the right mistake. All right, there we go. We just got, got one. 
So, uh, D, any last words? Anything that you want to get off your chest? Any any tips? Anything? Yeah, absolutely. The so the, the the closing thoughts I, I would I would leave I want to leave everyone with is I want you to to really be intentional with your money. I want you to stop flying by the seat of your pants. And you got to be careful um, if you're not sure where you're going because you might not like where you end up. Mm. So you got to you gotta wake up. I tell people I'm, I'm kind of like the guy who shakes you financially. I shake that financial tree to get you to get you to wake up and stop being, um, you know, so casual with our money. People are so casual about their money, about their spending and you see it even in young adults. They'll show they'll show their phone to their friend, and it's a negative sixty five dollars. I'm like, I don't understand. There's nothing funny about that to me. I'm not laughing. I don't find that amusing at all. Because now you got to pay sixty five dollars plus the the bank fee. So let's say it's ten dollars. So you pay sixty five dollars, and they want you to pay another ten dollars. So now you got to pay seventy five dollars just to get back to zero. Please, please show me the humor in that. There is no humor. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not hearing it. I have a sense of humor. I'm sorry. I don't see anything in there that's funny. So stop being casual with your money. Put the put your pride to the side. Stop going to sleep with the guilt and the shame. There's help out there for you. Um, I would love to sit down with you, have a consultation, help to challenge you the way that you're thinking. And like I said, my slogan is change your mindset, grow your money. You're going to have to unlearn some things. It may be a little shocking and jarring because you're like, whoa, I was always taught this. Well, guess what? We were always taught some some stuff as well. That doesn't mean it's good. Some people grew up in a house where they, they yell constantly. That's just they're so used to it. That's just mm. how they communicate at a nine and a ten. But then when you go to someone else's house, they're like, is anybody home? You're like, yeah, I have a family of four. We're just not yelling and loud because they're used to that. So... Don't get used to this dysfunction and nonsense when it comes to your finances where you're just like, oh, I swept the card and whew, it went through. So just be more intentional, no more casual. Let's get serious about our finances and think about what I said, your financial legacy. What would it be if your life ended today? And I think that will help you to get, to get that mindset of I need to, I need to get serious about it. One last thing, quick thing, real quick, Tolu. Someone called me last month, and he said something very powerful to me. It was a man. He said, it's time for me to grow up. Mm. Short but sweet. He said, it's time for me to grow up. He's, he's telling himself, he's saying it, not my, by his own admission, he's saying, what's the opposite of a grown-up, a child? He's telling me. He's been a child with his finances. So we're quick to say, I'm grown. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. No, you're not, because you're behaving like a child financially. So it's time to grow up financially, get your stuff in order, and there is greatness on the other side of that. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be so worth it because it's much better at the top than it is at the bottom. Incredible. Y'all heard it there from D, the financial coach. Y'all make sure you tap in. All the links will be given to you for direct access. This is this is what we needed, man. This is what we needed Friday in the afternoon to put us all in check and to make sure that you know that due diligence so that you don't have these wheels spinning off thinking that everything is straight. I, I love that quote that you said that that man said, Hey look, D, I, I need to grow up. And, you know, there's growing up in so many different areas of life, you know, your, your mindset, your, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. But finances, too, as well, is a huge one whereby tons of people are toddlers, you know, running around here in uh, adult uh, physical bodies. So thank you for, you know, your diligence and your discipline and, you know, your perseverance to be somebody of value that can, you know, speak and interact with somebody and help them, you know, because finances is huge. Even though people try to throw it under the rug, nah, that's, like you said earlier, you know, everything is, you know, powered by money to a degree. Um, and, and that's so incredibly true. You look at the society around us from 
um, when you get out of bed to, you know, when you go back, why do you do what you do? A lot of it is <laughs> you're trying to go get a check. <laughs> you know, you're trying to go get some money. So uh, it's not a it's not a conversation to be uh, taken lightly, as as you said. Yeah. All right. My masterminders, until next time, look, take massive action. You've been given his links. Make sure you tap in with him, consume his material, you know, subscribe, pay attention. Money is literally, what do they say in the Bible? Money answer of all things, you know, all things. So, and they said money is like one of the most uh, mentioned words in the Bible. So, guys... It's not no joke. Just because you didn't hear talks about money before, tune in, pay attention, tap in with D. Um, until next time, my masterminders, we out. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.